Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Finish Podcast or Radio Show. Coming to you on this Monday, May the 4th here, 2020. Hopefully this finds you all staying safe and staying sweaty in some way or another. Still doing shit you love and people you enjoy because, as you guys know, your life is too short not to do that. I have a podcast today, just a real simple message. A lot of stuff I've talked about before. You guys know my philosophy about life and, and what I value, and, and maybe we'll call this, you know, what I'm putting first in my life, not just during this pandemic season, but as we slowly come out of it and the aftermath of it, this is, you know, what I'm going to value and what I'm going to spend my time doing. And the way that I kind of audit my life and, and think about it, I think a lot of you resonate with that. That's obviously why you listen. And if you're having a shitty day, hopefully this puts things into perspective and makes you feel a little bit better. But before I even hopped on the podcast, I was listening to the governor here of Arizona just kind of talk about some timelines. I think like barbershops and stuff we can do like in a week and then restaurants, some version of them is going to open like on May the 11th, even though we still have the stay at home order till the 15th. I don't really know how any of this stuff works, but... Um, I trust they're they're taking data and making decisions based off that of what's in the best interest of you know public health. Uh, still no word on, on gyms and, and fitness facilities, even though like I don't. We did a podcast already. Like we're not the same as a Gold's Gym or like a Twenty Four Hour Fitness, even though they kind of all clump us together. So it's kind of weird how they'll navigate that. But still no word. So I guess we're just I'm kind of idling by in that part of the business and not sure what what we're going to do in the meantime, but uh, we'll keep pumping out content and doing our thing. Even though I will say this, like I am prepared here in the facility because I've been talking to a lot of my fitness friends who own big facilities, small facilities and everything in between. And I've set up all the protocols I think are going to need to be in place. But again, we don't really know until we see the guidelines. Some of the things I've seen some other states doing, just my opinion, is some unrealistic shit. So who knows? But just my people, if you're listening, I got you guys to, to make this the safest, sweatiest place possible for us to do these terrible workouts together. And uh, when the guidelines come down, I'll, I'll look at them and then we'll make a decision as a community of people. And I think that's what any of us are going to do. And I will say this during this, if anything comes from this, you know, situation we're all sitting in, I hope it lets us understand what's really important and what we really value and what we really miss in what's the most vital things in our life. And, and hopefully for some of you who have had, you know, your priorities kind of skewed or you've been running 10,000 miles an hour, maybe this changes that. And it's your slap in the face. It's your wake-up call like, oh, shit. I was spending so much time worrying about X, Y, and Z when A, B, and C were really the things that mattered. And, and I've always appreciated our people. I have to say that. I've never taken them for granted even once, but now more than ever, I value the community aspect of it because I'm being completely transparent here. I could just run an online fitness business. We could just, you know, do affiliate stuff. We could just create our own programs. We could just go public speak. We could just work with brands. I could just do all those things and not even have a facility and we would be fine. We could get by. It was cool. Now, it would not be as fun. 
And I realize that now more than ever, even for me personally, just training myself, I have more fun when these guys come in and we rip these awful workouts together. I have more fun. We can just bullshit and share inappropriate workouts and I can create programs and not just for myself, but for other people to go through. And yeah, it's fun to see them online and watch them, but it's something else to see them come to life here with people. And even if everybody thinks the workout sucks and they'll hate me, they'll hate me together and I'll, I'll, I'll gladly wear that badge of honor. So the community part of it really is important. And I think all of you listening, if you've never came, you've never been here, you never walked in the door, you've never, you know, seen me in person, you've never been to our facility. The reason you're hearing me talk right now, the reason you see me on Instagram and all these platforms is because of these guys here. There would be no Jeremy Scott Fitness if from that base level, I didn't get to train somebody in a park at first. If I didn't work a corporate job and train you know, somebody at 5 a.m. and then at 8 p.m. at night to build up this business to then move to, you know, like a little 400 square foot space to then rent a warehouse that didn't have fucking air conditioning to then obviously buy the building we're sitting in. All that is possible because of the community of people, because they believed in what we were doing, because they wanted to come together. And yeah, my name might be on the door, but it's so much bigger than me. I did, I'm just the one who facilitates it. But every single person matters from the, the 6 p.m. person on a Tuesday to the 5 a.m. person on a Wednesday. They might never meet each other, but they're all part of the same like-minded community of people who want to be healthier and happier and just live an overall badass life. So I have to thank you guys for that. I appreciate you. And for all of you who train with us in person, who have been forced to go online because of the season we're sitting in and have not wavered from us and what we do, I thank you guys for that because it does... It does mean a lot, and I know it's not ideal for me, and it's not ideal for you, but we're all doing the best we can together and staying connected digitally. So that is super cool. And just know, you guys, when we can open up, whatever it looks like, I'll do what's ever best for everybody. I'll exhaust myself as much as I can uh, to accommodate everybody. Obviously, it's a business, and it has to make money. Uh, but I'll do my best for you guys. I, I promise you that. So. Uh, I did notice this too. Right before I hopped on the podcast, I did see Gold's Gym did file for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, which a lot of people read that and they're like, oh shit, all the golds are gone. It doesn't mean that. I don't think they're liquidating. I believe they're just doing the Chapter 11 protection so they can still stay in business uh, and keep the gyms moving forward. I know they closed about 30 gyms, but I know some of the ones like in Georgia and I think maybe Florida too. I know Georgia for sure has opened them up. Those guys are in a tough spot, man, because they obviously they can't do curbside, uh, and I don't know how they open up. That's going to be a real tough thing to navigate the big box gyms. Dudes like me, uh, it's it's still not ideal, but it's a lot easier than if you have this ginormous space and people just kind of you know key swipe in and, and use equipment. I don't know how they can be profitable if they have to have, you know, a thousand members and now they're down to 500. If even if they're open at half capacity, is the business profitable? And that's a thing There's nothing to do with this podcast, actually. But I, I just as I think it through, I was on the phone call today with a guy from Precision Nutrition. And we're just talking about uh, different industries. And he's actually in Canada. And just saying that he has a buddy that you know, is running restaurants. And even if the restaurants are open at 50% capacity every day and they're full at 50%, they're still underwater. And 
obviously this is a, is a health crisis. That's what's going on here. We do the best interest of the people who are most vulnerable to get sick and obviously die. So that's why, you know, I believe we've done this. At least that's, you know, what I guess we all believe for the greater good. But when you think about it from that small business standpoint, you know, these places that are not going to be profitable, even when they're open at the capacity, it's not a great scenario. That's why I said it. I think 30% of gyms aren't going to exist after this. So three out of every, you know, 10 gyms you know, they won't be there. And even if they're open on, you know, May 18th or, you know, May 26th or June 1st, I don't think they're going to be around in September because it's just not a profitable business model. There's a lot that goes into this and it's so complex and so dynamic and it's really hard to watch because it's at no fault of their own. But I did just notice that Gold's filed for uh, the Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection and I know 24-Hour Fitness was thinking about it, but uh, man, just uh, just a crazy time for sure. And uh, just to see how things are, are kind of unfolding and again, I don't wish that anybody, it's no fault of their own. I really do have empathy. And I know some of my f- other friends in, in fitness do not feel the same way. They're just like, they don't give a shit, man. There's cutthroat. And uh, it, as much as a, as a killer as I am, I do have empathy for people when, when shitty things happen to them that are not in their control and not of their wrongdoing. But like anything, you know, I, I guess you have to evolve and you have to change and shift. Otherwise, you're a dinosaur. And uh, as you can tell, there is no dinosaurs running around the earth, which would be crazy if they came back because they'd probably be like, what the hell is this? But anyways, uh, I'm sorry, you guys, for rambling. Hopefully you just enjoy me, you know, fireside chatting with you there for a second. But I'm going to touch on this podcast. I took, again, a handful of different ideas and uh, and things I've been reading and just going through over the past probably a couple of weeks to just put my mind in the right place and understand what I value. And I was talking to my wife here as she was filming me before she left. All the decisions I've made in the last probably five years, and a lot of people thought I was crazy for, for paying off my house and, and you know thought I should expand and I should open up multiple facilities and buy a bigger space and do all these things. Every decision I've made in the last five years has basically been solidified to be the right one during this last 50 days. Um, I don't know how else to say it. And my value system has been reinforced even more. And I'm not telling you you know, don't value material stuff. I'm not telling you don't buy a fancy car and live in a super fancy house. I'm never going to say that to you. Y'all grown adults, you spend your time and your money how you feel is best for you and what's important. But I think during this, if you have a car that's on a $700 a month lease, like your fancy Mercedes, did it really matter during this? I don't think it did. If you were spending so much time overextending yourself to redo your kitchen, did it really make you happier during this? And it's just food for thought. Again, this is not a judgment zone. I'm no better than anybody else. I'm not judging. I'm just saying I hope this can serve as a wake-up call and let you understand like, you know, what occupies your mind and what makes you the happiest at the end of the day. And only you guys can answer that. But let me kick this off with... A written passage here. This is taken from uh, a professor. And again, you guys have probably heard a similar version of this before, but I'm going to kick you this one. And here goes. One day, a philosophy professor brought a large glass jar and some beautiful river rocks to the class with him. Raise your hands when the jar is full, he instructed his students. And he began putting 
big rocks into this jar. So if you guys are picturing just like a, a big, you know, giant glass jar, maybe the ones like we used to fill with like gumballs or pennies back in the day or like those huge uh, open like apple cider glass jars I think we used to have as a kid. Um, I remember like, I remember seeing the ones with the gumballs because I was just, I wanted to like open them up and just chill the gumballs, even though they lost their flavor in like two seconds. That's what I'm talking about, like the giant uh, glass jars, maybe like, uh, I'm trying to think like probably holds like a gallon or, or two gallons, right? So imagine the professor walks in with this huge glass jar and starts filling it with these beautiful river rocks and says, raise your hand when the glass is full. He instructs the students to do this. And he begins putting the big rocks into the jar. Soon the lid will no longer fit. And all the students raise their hands and indicate the jar was full. The professor then pulls out a bag of small rocks and black ones, little white pebbles, and starts pouring those into the jar. And as the pebbles roll down, they fill in the little gaps between the big river rocks. The students then smile, they start laughing, and they raise their hands. This time, thinking the jar is completely full. Then the professor produces a bag of sand and begins pouring that into the jar. When the sand has filled all the little gaps between the rocks and the pebbles, he triumphantly, you know, placed the lid on the jar and asked the class, is the jar full now? They all clapped and agreed, yes, it's full. At that point, the professor opens the lid and slowly pours in two cups of coffee into the jar. The coffee completely fills the tiniest gaps between the rocks and the pebbles and the grains of sand. Now, life is very much like this jar, he said. The river rocks present the most important things in life, such as your ethics, your family, your loved ones, and your health. I think any of you guys listening believe those are probably the things most important to us, especially our health right now during this crisis. Even if you lost everything, your life would still be full of these most important things. The pebbles are the things in our lives that are pretty important, but our happiness shouldn't depend on them. Things like, let's say, our job, our house, and our car. And I'm talking like the type of of job or, or car or house. I know it's tough right now if you've been furloughed or laid off, but like your job for most of you doesn't define you. The square footage of your house does not define who you are. The emblem on your car or the color or types of seats or wheels do not define you. And finally, the sand. That represents everything else. The countless small busy things in our lives, which during this season for most of us has drastically been slowed down. If we fill up the jar with sand first, then we don't have any room for the river rocks or the pebbles. If we fill our lives with just the small busy stuff, we don't have any room or time for the things that mean so much to most of us. After a brief moment of silence, the students asked the professor, what does the coffee represent? Ah, I'm glad you asked, replied the professor. It means that no matter how full your life is, there's always room for a cup of coffee with a friend. End story. I share that with you guys as just a, a visual. Um, obviously, it works better if uh, I was doing it on YouTube and I actually walked you through it, but hopefully the podcast does it justice. But I think sometimes, again, like I've said 
probably a hundred times by now on the podcast. We get so busy working in our lives, we don't take a second to step back and work on our lives. And if this is the pause you needed to do that, I guess you could look at it as a blessing as opposed to the curse. Uh, a lot of us feel you know, that this would be. And as you audit yourself, as you go through this, you can ask yourself, you know, what, what am I putting first in my life? Am I filling my life full of just sand? Or am I putting the big rocks first? Only you can answer that. But I think most Americans, especially because we get so busy chasing things in status and material possessions and stuff, we're not chasing happiness. And if you're filling your life with the sand, you're not making room for the big rocks, for your happiness, for your family, for your health, for the things that truly matter in your life. And when you start to step away from just the busyness and you get a couple moments of just silence to think, it freaks some people out because it can be scary when they have these oh shit moments, you know, like I was spending so much time doing this, searching for gratification here, searching for meaning here, finding importance here. Now that that's all been erased for the last 50, 60 days, who the fuck am I? What do I really value? What currently occupies the most space in your life? Today, in this season, when you're stuck at home, what is currently occupying the more space in your life? Is it more time with family? Is it, you know, that kind of yearning for time with friends? Wanting to go hug your mom or your dad or go, you know, have a beer with your buddies, whatever it may be. And you have to ask yourself, which things should be your true river rocks? Which are the biggest things that matter most to you? And which pebbles or sand are you currently devoting too much time to? Or were you, prior to this shutdown, slowdown, and which ones will you be devoting time to after this? And who should you take coffee with next week? Or when you're allowed to in person, you know, social distancing, uh, all things considered, right? But who are you going to make those moments for? And I think that's the takeaway. And I don't remember where the quote came from initially, but, you know, the quote is something like this, like, we will always have time for the things we put first. Or, you know, we'll always make time for the things that truly matter. And I believe that when you look at your life, no matter how busy you get, as simplistic as it is, brushing your teeth matters. You don't skip it. As common sense may be, no matter how busy you are, after you take a dump, you always wipe your ass. You just, you're never too busy for those things. And those are very simplistic. But yet we sometimes believe we don't have time for, you know, hanging out with our husband or wife for an hour. We don't have time to go walk our dog. We don't have time to go play with our kids. We don't have time to exercise. We don't have 15 minutes to eat right, but we do. We're just confused at what things are river rocks and what things are just pebbles and sand. And that's just the takeaway, you guys. Just really to... Have a level of mindfulness in your life about what you're really doing and what you really value. And I'll leave you with one quote as well before I go. And you might have heard this before. I might have even shared it before. Um, I found it like on the Minds Journal, which again, I read a lot of stuff. You know, I'll scroll through things. Most of everything I I do is uh, audio based. But again, I, I do scroll through a handful of articles each day. I do probably less now just because I'm like, I, I'm trying not to watch the news. I'm trying to not read shit because, man, it's just like, oh, it is not a fun place to, to get your mind in a rabbit hole for sure. But this is the quote. 
as you get older, you'll realize that a $300 watch and a $30 watch both tell the same amount of time. A Michael Coors wallet and a Forever 21 wallet hold the same amount of money. A $300,000 house and a $100,000 house host the same level of loneliness. A Ford will also drive you as far as a Bentley. Or in this case, a 2008 Honda Accord will drive you probably even further than a Bentley because apparently this thing is a tank and it lasts forever. Uh, And lastly, true happiness is not found in materialistic things. It comes from the love and the laughter found with each other. So stay humble because as we know, the holes dug for us in the ground at the end of the day are all the same size, whether your net worth is 22 million or 22,000. And again, it's just playing off the takeaway as we, I believe up until this point, have, have had it really good and, and really easy. And we all deal with shit. We all have struggles. We all have a story. We all have scars and, and things that have, you know, nicked us and, and chipped us and, and broken us down a little bit as we go through life. I think that's a part of being a human, right? Like when you when you see adults, you just see them as adults. You don't see them as a six-year-old kid, which we all once were. We made it this far. And we probably used to laugh more and play more and, and we weren't so hardened and we weren't so beat down and we weren't so jaded and, you know, didn't believe in all the, the conspiracies and that everybody's against us. And I'm not telling you what side of the fence to live on, but I think we get wrapped up in that and we just start to see people, you know, differently than they are. And we sort of see ourselves, you know, differently too as we go through time. And it's just a reminder just to slow things down and really ask yourself what's important to you. And if this is the season of life to do that, then just make time to let this be that season and do the best you can with things moving forward and have a, a renewed sense of value. And I, and I say because we've had it so easy. And again, I preface it by, I know you've all been through shit. You all have a story just like I do. But as I talked to my wife today before she left, I was like, you know what? Like if this was 1932, how bad would this suck, man? Like, if this was 1910, and again, I'm just, I'm throwing out dates here. Uh, what would I be like right now? Like, could I have had my wisdom teeth out? Were they doing that in 1910? I don't know. And if they were, what's the recovery time for that? Uh, I've had LASIK eye surgery. What What's my vision scenario looking like right now? I'm pretty sure my daily throwaway contacts don't exist. Uh, I can just go to the doctor. I can go get a pack if I get a sinus infection. I can drive a car. I can talk to you guys in a podcast. I can get Netflix. I can order food dropped off to my front door. I can go to a grocery store and buy any kind of fruit and vegetable I want. And it's always at my fingertips. And admittedly, this season of life sucks and it's robbing us of, of some freedoms. And uh, it's not what we're used to and it's not normal. And I hate it. And I don't like the way that it makes me feel some days. And some days I'm normal and I don't even notice it's happening. And some days I'm like, this is just shit. But I also have to put myself in check and be reminded that, man, it's still 2020. I still have the internet. We still have heat and AC and electricity. And we still have some pretty cool people and friends in the world that are willing to support us and help us and that we can help them and we can reach out to them. And 100 years ago, that wouldn't have been the case. And so I I take everything in stride and I try to look at it from the broader perspective, even though when you're in the middle of the shit, man, 
It definitely is hard to do, but if there's ever a time in your life to understand what things are important to you and what things are your river rocks and what things were you devoting way too much time to before and they're literally just pebbles and sand in your life, this is the time to do that. So hopefully you guys, uh, that's just the takeaway, just a simple reminder. I know that has nothing to do with you know, really health and fitness other than the fact of you could treat this as a time to understand your health and what you eat and taking care of your immune system and getting quality sleep and working on mobility is, in my opinion, one of the big rocks that a lot of people treat as pebbles and a lot of people treat as sand. And then there's a lot of Americans who treat it like it doesn't even fucking exist. And I'm all for doing whatever the powers at B suggest. And, and I try to follow things, you know, as close to a T as possible. But I do want to leave you with this is the time where you can make your nutrition matter. This is the time where you can put real food in your body. This is a time where you can take care of your immune system. You can do something like throw in athletic greens every single day, 20 free travel packs. If you guys want some, shoot me a message. I'll give you the code. Um, do fish oils, put chia seeds in your body, take a vitamin C supplement on top of what you're doing, get some sunshine, take a D3 if you can, throw in some zinc, eat green vegetables every single day, throw in a piece of fruit, eat Ezekiel products if you're into you know quality grains. If you can buy organic, buy organic, hydrate your body, don't always fill it with processed shit and booze and don't try to find the solution in those things because that's only going to make the problem worse. And that's what I'm talking about, big rocks and pebbles and sand here. So again, you guys, I uh, just want to drop that real quick. It was on my mind and it, hopefully it, it helped you. Again, when I do these episodes like this, it's never from a place of judgment. I'm not telling you what to do. You're all grown adults. You do what you want, but it's my podcast and you, and you get my opinion in. I guess it's worth what you paid for it, you know, but uh, in all seriousness, I thank you guys for listening. I appreciate the support. This has not been a fun time. Uh, I don't think for any of us. And obviously it's affecting all of us at some level, some of us, you know, deeper uh, than others. But just know uh, I'm here to help you guys any way that I possibly can, whether it be just through my words, through the free videos, through our emails, through our blogs, through the Twitter stuff that we pump out or our YouTube videos. Uh, again, I don't know a lot of single individuals who put out more free shit than I do. And uh, we do it to help you guys as best we can. Even those of you who are listening, who have never bought one thing from us or support us, you know, with one single dollar. I hope you can take some value from the things that we're sharing and doing and you can apply them to your life. And it makes you a healthier, happier person. And it pulls you out of some shit if you're going through it. And if we can be that voice for you. I am happy to do so. Uh, quick closing reminders here. Our 34 Days to Fit program is kicking off here in five days, four hours, 42 minutes, and 50 seconds as of Monday, May the 4th. So if you guys are interested in that, it is a workout spoon-fed to you every day, Monday through Friday. The weekends, we give you some options too. I'll share all my workouts. We'll film some follow-alongs. We'll coach you in a private Facebook group so we can correct your form. Anytime you send a video in, we'll make it as interactive as you possibly want to be. You won't be able to escape me. So if you're into that, uh, the link is in my Instagram bio. It's on my Facebook now. It's coming out in every email we send from now until Saturday. Uh, if you're struggling with money, you've been furloughed, laid off, or money's just tight and you want to get in on it, hit me up. I'm happy to share a podcast discount code with you guys if that can make it a little bit easier. Uh, again, I, I know that the, the situation we're all sitting in right now is not ideal, but if we can help you stay active and, and be accountable... I'm happy to do it in that program. So hit me up. 
and I'll share it with you guys, and we'll kick ass at least the next 34 days, and we'll see what happens on the other end. So, as always, if you're on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Go to your podcast app. Scroll your finger all the way down. Just click five star. Drop me a sentence or two. I truly would appreciate it. It would mean the world to me. I thank you guys for that. It doesn't take you very long. If you're on your MacBook or obviously an iPad, iTunes icon, ratings and reviews, five star at Jeremy Scott Fitness. And leave me a couple of sentences. And again, as always, share this with a friend or a family member. You think it can help. Throw it up on your IG story or your Facebook. Uh, I truly do appreciate you guys with the shares. That's how we grow. And, uh, you know, selfishly, we make money off it. So I appreciate you guys for that. And uh, it helps people, which is why we do these over and over and over again. So I thank you guys. As always, you know, stay safe and stay sweaty. I'm probably going to bring Heather on the podcast tomorrow just to kind of riff and just chat you know, how we've been doing, what we're doing each week uh, to navigate this. But if you got questions for us, send them in ASAP. And again, if you're not on YouTube, uh, make sure you guys subscribe to the Jeremy Scott Fitness YouTube page. We have about 1,100 videos on there, Q&As, full workouts, uh, mobility stuff, recipes, most of the podcasts, and anything else I can throw on there that I think will help you guys just live a better life. And that's kind of what we're all about here. So I appreciate you guys sincerely. And uh, until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love or people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.